Alright, so in this um, in this particular podcast, uh, I talk with one of my coworkers, uh, his name's Devin, for for about forty five minutes or so, um, and we talk about anything from. Oh, I have a I have a list in the video, but we have to talk anything from anything from where he's from, our relationship, um, kind of a larger topic. Fan creator relationships, uh, his opinion, kind of my opinion of Georgia and the weather, um, some music and YouTube, and a little bit about his his rap. So, uh, hope you guys enjoy it. So, yeah. All right, welcome to this segment. The first pod uh, guest here. We've got Devin. I don't know if you want to re- reveal your last name. It's completely up to you. Probably not. Okay. Well. This is Austin Hardesty in Austin's world. So, I figured I'd ask before I went ahead and told them your last name. So here's some of the, I got some topics for us. I don't know if you want to look them over. Right there. Sorry guys, I'm uh, letting him listen to or look at, <laughs> not listen, look at the uh, the list of topics I had for him. See if you want to talk about. Uh, any of them? Whatever. Whatever? Okay. No Alright. Um, we'll go ahead and start with uh, where you're from in our current relationship. Just give them a little whatever. Whatever you want to say. Like? Just like where you're raised. I don't know if you want to get into your background. That is com- that is completely up to you because I don't want to push you into something you're not comfortable with. Yeah. So. It's, um, well, before here it was... Um, uh, it was Oregon, which was a lot of uh, rednecks right there. <laughs> yeah. There was barely any other ethnicities there. There was like one Mexican family, and then that's it. And then um, before that, I was in Louisiana. Then before that, I was in Ohio. And then before that, I was in Washington. So, so. You, you've... So Georgia is your East Coast location, and but you've been to the West Coast the most. Yeah, it's like I went from uh, Northwest to South, mm-hmm. back to Northwest, and then went East, mm-hmm. like almost like right in the middle. Yeah, and then like um, and then what what kind of did you mean by like like background? No, like, relationship type thing. Oh, meaning how we know each other. So, like, oh. my my standpoint is that we're a fr- we're friends from work. I don't know if that would just cover it for you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're mates. <laughs> yeah, so, all right. Next one, creator-fan relationship. We talked about this before uh, off-podcast, and I mentioned it in the previous podcast. Um, but essentially... Uh, we kind of talked about like what um, what kind of like if it's a fan relationship going one way or the other way if it's good or not I, I don't know if you want to put your opinion into it uh, if you remember anything of what you said so I mean I talked about how sometimes the fan creator relationship isn't the best I don't know if you want to go back to your example of your that twitch if you want to give them that Well, like the uh, the thing with Twitch is, you can be a creator, but after a certain point, 
that you have the uh, interaction with fans, if you're constantly talking to the fans or calling out their name or so forth, mm -hmm. you're taking away from the content. And I mean, it's good to appreciate like the people who are like allow making that possible, right? Yeah. But also, it's like on YouTube. You have like content, and then that's what the content is. If someone likes that content, they'll tell you in a comment, but it's not at that time of the filming. Because mm -hmm. that would be kind of ridiculous if they're like trying to film it and like make whatever content they are, and then they're talking to you in mid uh, recording, mm -hmm. and then you're just kind of like you're doing whatever skit or whatever, and then you stop and you read that. It'd be like, yeah, that's a that's a cool idea. Lizard Tail fifty six, and then you go. You know, I think I might try that really quick, and then you go, and then it just takes away from the content that you're viewing. So with yeah. Twitch, it does that same exact thing. It um, it basically, it's like, you're like, it's as if you're going downhill, like uh, on a bike or something, and then you're going. It's smooth, and then a bump bump, 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 all the way down at, like, every single time someone talks, right? Yeah. Because, or, like, that the creator is talking to the fans. Because it's just, like, it, like, makes uh, waves mm -hmm. in the form of their content. Yeah. Because instead of them just doing whatever they are doing, it's just, like, taking out of that, and it's, like, they're so focused on trying to respond to the fans that they feel like they have to, otherwise they'll be scrutinized against yeah. by the fans. Yeah, I, and I kind of agree with you with that, because like like I mentioned before in our previous conversation, uh, PewDiePie, I've watched him do live streams, like his first 12-hour live stream. He actually redid one on completely hardcore um, here last week. But he, when he was on the live stream, um, he was like, People are like telling him, "Hey, here's a good idea: kill Sven, his Minecraft dog." And he's like, "Oh yeah, that's a great idea." He wouldn't react. He wouldn't. He wouldn't do it. But in the past, like in previous Minecraft videos in the series, um, someone told fans told him, "Go sleep in the Nether, take yeah. your bed in the Nether." And when he did it, it exploded. So he got completely trolled. Um, so I think drawing a certain line between what what actually your interaction with with them is i think on one hand it can be nice to interact with you with the creator and the creator but on the other hand if it's if it's create taking away too much time out of the creator then it deteriorates the content of the creator because it like with pewdiepie he i've watched his lives and he doesn't always interact with the fans so like your comment and with him being so so subscribed to and well known it's more difficult to be able to make comments to him and get recognized, but um, yeah, it's just a little more. I think he has a more well balanced because I'd mentioned in previous pod, my last podcast that again I haven't posted yet, um, that it was uh, it takes more of a, a more balanced creator to be able to manage those things because on one hand you can be completely for the fans and doing everything the fans say and then it more takes away from the creator himself um, or it can be completely the, the creator focusing on only himself which 
makes him more um, seem more selfish. So I think a, a fair balance is nice. So, yeah. I don't know if you have anything else to add on to that. Yeah, I understand that, like, with the, um... But then there's also the newer, like, streamers that will have, like, a ton of people going in and trolling them, like, with the F4 I was mm -hmm. talking about. Oh, like, yeah. while they're mid-game, and then it just completely closes their game out. Like, oh, yeah. I've seen some streamers that, like, they have that happen, and then they close out. They just, like, stop the stream completely. They're just like, all right, I'm done. And then they just turn off the stream because, mm -hmm. like, they've been like working so hard to do something, and then someone just says that, and they go, "Oh, good," and like a solution, they're helping me out, and then it just kind, they kind, just kind of get like crushed, like because it's not like a ha ha, it's more malicious on the side of that one person. They're being more, they're being viciously trolled, I suppose you could say, they're yeah. or violently trolled. And then it's like, it's stressful for some people just to uh, start streaming and to have like the uh, self-confidence mm -hmm. to put your face on there. Yeah, yeah. Let alone your voice. And then someone coming up and doing that, it just kind of like, it, it kind of hits people kind of hard. Yeah, that. it so, discourages them sometimes. Yeah. So, yeah. Alright, I think. Okay, I think we're done with that topic. Sorry, I paused it for a second by accident. All right, so the other topic, um, your I guess your opinions of like the Georgia, like Georgia, and kind of in general, and then we'll focus in on the weather. I feel like this is becoming more of an interview, but it's meant to, meant to be more of a conversation. I feel like it's hard to. Uh it not to seem like an interview whenever you yeah. go through topics, right? Yeah. Whenever you select a certain thing that, like, a list of topics, you're like, all right, this one, all right, and oh, for the record, what is your name? And, like, going, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just hard for it to not seem like one, right? Yeah. But, I mean, I don't really like the weather too much. It's like I'm uh, used to the cold, mm -hmm. and, uh, like, my body is, like, meant for the cold, right? Yeah. It's like, uh, with heat, I can't really sleep at all until I get utterly exhausted. And then that's with my insomnia. It's the same thing. But if I'm in a really, really cold environment, I, I pass out. Like, no matter what. And uh, I used to live in Louisiana, which it was super humid and, like, super hot all the time. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you were, you were going through, like, if you were running... You weren't only running through like hot, hot heat, but you were also getting like a uh, hot mist in your face as you were going through that. So yeah. it's like, ah, oh, mist, but it's just as hot as the heat that's bearing down on you. Mm -hmm. And so I lived through that for like, uh, I think six years or more. Yeah. Maybe, maybe eight. And then I went up to, um, Oregon, where it was the first time I've ever been around snow. Yeah. I was utterly packed and prepared for hot heat, because that's all I've ever had to live around. Yeah. Whenever I got there, it was like four feet of snow. Oh. <laughs> and that, it was like, all I had were shorts and like uh, short sleeves and tank tops and stuff, and, so, and I ended up having sandals on. Yeah. <laughs> and so whenever I got out of there, I was like 
up to my like uh, up to my hips and just like snow. Yeah. And then I was like waiting through there just to get to my uncle's house, and then he was the one who had to get like me actually clothes for like the weather. Yeah. But it was still awesome, right? Mm-hmm. Even though like that was the first time I was experiencing it, it was one hundred percent better than like the sun. If I could just replace the sun with a giant ice ball, I'd be pretty happy with that. Yeah. But it wasn't all good because that was that was part of the year. That was winter. Whenever it got hot, since you're so high on the elevation, mm-hmm. it's super, super close to the sun compared to here. So therefore, it would be hundreds, and then you're just really, really feeling it, right? Yeah. And then, but moving here... It's hot, but it's not super, super, super hot, right? Yeah. It takes it out of you, but it's not quite like you're like in a desert, like I, like up in Oregon. Yeah. And, um, but whenever we first uh, moved here, it was actually pretty cold. Like, like it was surprising because I, uh, it was cold, like, for a while, it was like months and months, it was pretty cold, and then I would go out just like at night, and then mm-hmm. I'd just ride my board, and it would be freezing, and then I wouldn't be prepared for it, and then I'd just be wearing my shorts and a short sleeve, because I would think, since it's Georgia, it's going to be hot again, Yeah. and then I'd just go out, and then I'd end up regretting it, like, just because it would get super cold, or it would rain out of nowhere, because it barely ever rained in Oregon. Mm-hmm. It up there, you got every great once in a while. So basically, yeah. you had to water everything, and it was always blazing hot, or whenever it would get super cold, like a, or winter, like the snow is what would like help like all the plants and trees and stuff. Yeah, because it would melt, and then they'd get their... Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, I, I, I like Georgia, but at the same time, I kind of don't. I like the people here yeah. 100% more than the people in Oregon, <laughs> but the like living on base isn't good, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't like living on base, but I think if I were living off base, then I would like Georgia a bit more. Yeah. Just for that fact, because you're, whenever you're on base, you're kind of stuck with a certain type of people, person, right? Yeah. And... That type of person is everywhere. So it's kind of hard for you to like get a different grounding, I guess. Yeah. Until you go to like where we work, right? Yeah. There's different people that aren't part of the army, so therefore you don't have to deal with that same person. Yeah. Right? Trying to be super serious in all situations, like I mean it's just like Alf base. Pretty much no one's like that, right? Yeah. So therefore, I feel like I'd like Georgia a bit more once I get off base. Mm-hmm. And until then, I'm going to continue to be like in a gray area with Georgia. Yeah. Um, me being from Kansas, I honestly thought when I moved here that I'd get a lot more rain. Because Kansas summers are... and it's a, I guess it surprises a lot of people because my mom... Uh, my mom has talked to people at her vendor events because she does vendor booths um, at the flea market um, in Augusta, and so she sh- she's talked to people and they're like, "Oh, it, it's not as 
it can't be as hot as it is here, like the humidity. And like my mom has told him, like the humidity is about the same, the temperature is about the same, most of it's about the same. For me, the only thing I've noticed is it doesn't get as cold as quickly. And like my bot, like right now in Kansas, it would be instead of being like the 70s or 80s right now where it is right here. Thank goodness it is, but. There was one year I remember being in marching band that in October we were at a football game and it started snowing. I guess they're actually supposed to be getting snow. They were supposed to be getting snow, I think, maybe yesterday. Um, and I guess it threw off one of my sister Rosa's friends. Like, um, they, Rosa told them, she's like, you guys are supposed to get snow on Sunday. And so she's, her friend was like, no, we're not. So, but, yeah, I saw I saw in the news the temperature, and it was in, Kansas City was a 33. Wow. And that's a good two hours away from where I used to live. But I thought coming here would be more like almost tropical weather, where I'd have more rain more often. But ironically, as soon as I got here, the area I grew up in just got flooded, literally flooded. Wow. With rain and hail, my grandparents... Um, not even a month after we left, they went up to visit my great-grandma, um, and they had to outrun a tornado, and they got their back windshield broken in by hail. Uh. I missed all the good storms, because I love storms, but yeah, moving here, I, it's a bit different, and it was a little bit of culture difference, too, because I was, I was more used to it being equally white and, and mixed population, um, but it threw me off a little bit and like I worked at McDonald's for about two months and I just didn't quite feel like I was 100% welcome. They tried to make me feel welcome but I didn't feel like I was really welcome there. So that's why I started this job. Um, but I'm hoping it gets colder because I've already made comments to my parents. I'm like, I'm probably going to have to move a little bit farther north so I can get some snow because I like snow. We actually got snow this year in Kansas. We hadn't had a good amount of snow for a while, so. And then you missed it. Well, we got it, but we missed all the good storms after during the spring. Oh, so we came out here in the middle of April, and then end of April and May is when they all got hit. And we've had maybe one good thunderstorm since being out here. Yeah. So, and then we had a storm yesterday, but I don't think that really counts for much. No. Like, uh... Like, this place kind of pales in comparison to, like, Springfield, Missouri. Mm-hmm. There, dude, it rained all the time. Like, there, like, my roommate on the way up, he wanted to go and, like, party or whatever. And mm-hmm. it was raining. He wanted to go outside to, like, a, like, Times, or, like, a Times Square, like, area. Mm-hmm. And, like, party or something. I was like, dude, it is showering. It's flooding, like, like, rain. Yeah. And he was wanting to go out, dude. See, I love the rain, but like I, I last night I went out whenever it started raining kind of hard, and I just stood in the rain for like five seconds, and I was like, "Dude, I'm kind of drenched, so I'm just gonna step back in," because <laughs> I, I just like the the sound and the feeling of the rain, yeah. just in general. So, I wish it would rain a lot more here. So I guess it's been a bit drier in this time of year. Yeah, I I don't like I don't like wet. Like I don't like. It's not it's not really for me. Yeah. It's like. I like being cold. Mm-hmm. I don't like being wet and cold. Oh yeah, yeah. 
I don't really like being wet and cold either, but I like I like the idea of being wet, just in general. Yeah. So, I'm more of a water person, so. More like a dry ice person. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um, music. Your music in... Your music choice in general is another thing we could talk about. Like, what what kind of stuff do you listen to? It spans all over the place. Span, okay. Uh, what are your favorite artists? Um, I'd probably, like, turn to, uh, like, my favorite artist is, like, would be, like, Quinn XCII. Okay. And, uh, he's in Alternative mm -hmm. Rock, I believe. Alternative indie rock, and then um, then there's like, there's like I I, I used to grow up around uh like the majority of black people, mm -hmm. and uh, like in Louisiana, there was like neighborhoods and neighborhoods, and so therefore that's pretty much all they listen to, and then anyone else listened to country, and I hated country. <laughs> my brother, for some reason, even though he's Indian, he liked country. Which I, I don't I think is kind of ironic and <laughs> I don't really understand. But I don't know. I was shown like rap music after like I grew up listening to um uh Queen, like uh, We Will Rock You, We yeah. Are Champions and stuff. And yeah. that was my favorite band and then like weird stuff like uh got Gone in the South or, like the sweet potato pie. Like uh, gone, gone in the wind. Music is like really weird, like south southern music, like um, like with banjos and stuff. Like folk. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, but once I was shown like rap, that was like the, like it kind of like blew my mind, and it, like mm -hmm. then my favorite artist from then on was Eminem, right? Mm -hmm. And then I would like find out like different artists here and there here and there here and there yeah but a lot of those artists ended up um uh, a lot of those artists have kind of like changed their music yeah like they stopped rapping and they started doing like weird rock yeah but like uh there's zero or officially zero who did rap who i thought was Probably like on par with Eminem to me is like my uh, how much I enjoyed his music. Mm -hmm. And then there's um, uh, NF, mm -hmm. which he's a like a Christian rapper pretty much. He like yep. uh, he doesn't have any cuss words in his music, but it still sounds like like just as hard hitting as any other rap would. Yeah, but. And then, like, of course, there's, like, a ton of different other rappers and songs and stuff by that I like, but I don't like every artist's songs. I like, I pick through the ones that sound good. Yeah. And I have, like, a 500-song uh, playlist of just ones from just, like, every artist that I like. Yeah. Kind of thing. And then sometimes that's where I draw my inspiration as well. Yeah. So. See, my... I like all over. Um, growing up, I listened to like hip hop kind of stuff. Like I listened to Eminem, um, so it moved from that. Like I listened to Ludacris sometimes. I listened to like 
essentially whatever my mom was playing on the radio. So then about the time I was seven or eight, I started listening to country. And a lot of it, like if I hear country now, it reminds me of then. And it kind of makes me tear up because I'm like, I kind of miss that. But that was over a decade ago. Decade ago. Yeah. But um, then, I don't know, I kind of started listening to more... Um, more pop for a little while and then I started listening to a little bit of rock um, started playing Guitar Hero because my dad my, my dad was a in, big influence of that um, so most of the Guitar Hero songs I, from 1, 2, and 3 I, I would most likely recognize um, uh, then whenever I got into to band I started broadening a little bit not by much whenever I was in middle school but once I got into high school like started broadening a little bit more especially in 11th and 12th grade um, that that was when it really started broadening because by that time I was deciding that I would try wanted to try and be a music major yeah. but I didn't get into college for it so yeah. I'm not in college uh, but um, around 15 or 16 um, I started listening to um, my current favorite artist, Haley Steinfeld, um, and she's pretty cool. She released a song not too long ago, Afterlife. That that one I enjoy. I really enjoy it. I enjoy listening to her. I actually met her over a year ago. So yeah, you're telling me about that. Yeah, um, I cried twice that day <laughs> uh, because I just didn't feel like I deserved. Um, one to meet her, and two for her her dad to hand me a signed Polaroid picture by her. So that was so far. That's been the best day of my life. But um, yeah, I, I listen. I listen mainly to pop. So um, I wanted to ask if you wanted to share with I don't know them about your your music, where you get your inspiration, because you. You, I know you don't really like to advertise, so we don't have to share if you don't want to. But I wanted to know if, if you wanted to share, you could. Yeah. It's like... Uh, it depends on, like, a lot of the time... When I started writing was from, like, life events, I guess. Mm -hmm. And then... I just, like... Like, I have, like, a ridiculous memory... And um, so therefore, I memorize like social interactions. I memorize like events. I memorize pretty much everything. Yeah. And then I, um, without trying, like I'll re I'll just like remember like random stuff like throughout the entire day. Yeah. Just out of nowhere, and then. Remembering all of that, it's like, I feel like it's always on my mind, mm -hmm. like, uh, without a choice. So therefore, I would, like, start writing about it, and then I would try, like, I started listening to, like, music while I would write. Yeah. And then from there, I would start, like, putting that into, like, rap music, right? Yeah. And then I was always like really good with spelling so therefore I loved like having a like a large vocabulary mm -hmm. and I would always would always like 
mess with people, like, growing up and going to school, like, just using big words for no reason. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, we'd just be having a random conversation, and then I'd just start mixing in ridiculously long words, and for no reason. And then they'd be like, I don't know what that means, or something. But the ability to use those words and to be able to spell them, like, off the bat, mm -hmm. like, makes it easier to just put everything I want to say into whatever rap, right? Yeah. And then I can just continuously go and then say what I'm thinking and what comes to mind as I'm putting that down. I can't always just um, instantly be like, I'm going to do a heartfelt, like, meaningful rap. Or yeah. because I have to feel... You have uh, to feel that way. Yeah. And yeah. then once I feel that way, I can put one down. Uh, a lot of the times, I can get, like, an inspiration from, like, music, right? Yeah. Um, like, uh, NF mm -hmm. has been one. Uh, there's one person named, like, Youngboy, uh, Never Broke Again. Mm -hmm. um, uh, there's, um, there's, like, a couple of different other people, like, uh, what was the one? I can't remember the other one, but um, I get a lot of different inspirations from them, right? It's like, I don't take like their uh, their style, yeah. I don't take any of the words that they use, I don't take any of the meaning, I uh, but I take like the emotion, right? Yeah. And then like I feed off that. Mm -hmm. And then I'm able to put that into my own type of, uh, my own type of rap. Yeah. How's that? Yeah, I'm gonna stop it. Okay, we're back. So we took a little bit of break. Um, some bells went off, so we wanted to stop. So we didn't get that in there. Alright, continue. But, it's not quite always that, though. Like, uh, I do, like... Uh, raps that don't mean anything, mm -hmm. and then I can just toss those in, but those are mainly for fun and whatnot. Yeah. And then I also have a friend that he also raps, and then, like, uh, when he puts up a new song, then that kind of puts motivation into me to put out a new one. Like, yeah. whether it's, like, a heartfelt one or if it's like just a mess around one. Yeah, and I can understand that too because being doing YouTube, sometimes I see videos where I'm like, you know what? This seems interesting. I would love to do something like that. I want to. I want to get on that grind. and I want to do it. So, yeah, I can. I can relate to that. Here, I'm gonna grab your thing real quick. That doesn't matter. Sorry. <laughs> but, um. We might, we might move here in a second. We'll see. Alright, what's the next topic? Um, YouTube, your, um, your YouTube inspiration, since, since we're already on the topic. Um, who you like to watch, that kind of thing. Because I've already done a, a long video, a 32 minute long video of, um, who my inspirations are. I could add a couple now, but, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Well, like, um... In the very beginning, I wasn't really interested in YouTube. Mm. Like, uh, I've always been like uh, more into games. 
movies and TV. Yeah. And uh, mainly emphasizing on movies and games because, like, with TV you have to like you have to wait for another one or like you're waiting, going, watching it so long just for it to turn out not the way you wanted it. Mm-hmm. With a movie you just watch it like, oh, well it was just one thing you watched it, right? Yeah. And so therefore that was kind of like how YouTube was. It's like a lot of that stuff. I like one thing that they did, and the rest was just not really for me, I guess. Yeah. But the people I started watching were um, just like, uh, they had channels based around gaming. Yeah. And there, there was actually a very renowned um, uh, game reviewer, right? Mm-hmm. And then he would he would get paid and uh, like two review games. And yeah. Then he would also broadcast for game companies and then just do a lot of sponsorships and stuff because mm-hmm. he was so renowned and good at his job. He would also help his viewers by letting them know, like, because he was, he didn't, he never lied. Yeah. Or, like, uh, would accept being paid off. He would always go the route of his viewers, right? He would mm-hmm. always tell them the truth. If the game wasn't good, he'd be like, this game is bloody rubbish. Don't, don't, don't even go near it. Yeah. Or, if you must, then just wait till it goes on sale, $10, no more. Right, and he was uh, he was British, and then he found a girl over in America, and then he eventually moved to America, and he um, he had a super thick like British like accent, and it was deep voiced, and he was really really cool. He was like his own unique person and YouTube personality, right? Yeah. He differentiated from pretty much everyone. Right, and then that was also one of my brother's favorite YouTubers, and his name is Total Biscuit. And but after a while, like uh, he started getting sick, and he ended up uh, passing away from cancer. Oh wow! And that was like really hard on, like that was hard on PewDiePie, that was hard on Jesse Cox, uh, like the Yogg's cast, and mm-hmm. like all of those people, and like because he kind of started up with them and he was leading in the forefront he was paving the way yeah and then he ended up getting sick and then we everyone kind of saw and heard less of him and less of him but he would push to still like make appearances right yeah because he still he still cared about his job and he still cared about his viewers like the people that like made like uh doing all of that worth it right yeah yeah not just because of money but because that's it gave him purpose right mm-hmm. the people enjoyed it so much that they would watch every video that they would want to like pay whatever they could just to meet him for a day type thing yeah and then after he ended passing he uh told his wife that or, like the it, before he passed, he um, he told his wife that he wanted her to, uh, no matter what, keep going with the YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And she's been like doing, uh, 
doing it ever since. Oh wow! And uh, like doing the the podcast. Mm-hmm. She streams and she does all that, and still in his name, right? Which is super cool. But like, the reason I bring up him is because he helped my favorite YouTuber. Yeah. And his name is Jesse Cox, and um, he was a history teacher and. It wasn't going very well for him because you don't get paid a ton for being a history teacher. Mm-hmm. And then, like, his life wasn't just a, wasn't going very well. And then Total Biscuit said, "Hey, why don't you fly over here and I'll help set you up." Mm-hmm. And then he paved the way for him and so many other people. He helped them out because he was such a great person right yeah and like um and then there's just like this huge community of people that would always do videos that would always make appearances with total biscuit and then that was jesse cox which was his like one of his best friends and like jesse cox is still like uh on youtube and twitch to this very day he's actually the only person who has a one-time sub Hmm. You just sub once, and then that's it. You're sub for life. And like he always, like uh, always like he's always ridiculous about it. Like, and you know, I mean, it's one sub, one sub, one life, you know? for life. And you have like you know, all these cool emotes, and you like go on like a bu- big thing about it. He's always mm-hmm. ridiculous about it. <laughs> and he's always a comedic and funny person, yeah, and lighthearted. But. That is like my favorite person, and but he's kind of uh, like he hasn't fully moved, but he kind of changed his channel quite a bit. Like he kind of sticks on Twitch for yeah. the most part, and so he's less on YouTube. And then Twitch kind of hurts his uh, um, his content. Yeah. Right, because he's not like so comedic and not, not and just like enjoying the game. He's like trying to respond to chat. He's yeah, he's this. trying to actually interact with fans. Yeah. And going back, that kind of goes back to one of those fan creator relationship things, yeah. where like you you're you're saying, it actually hurts the content that the creator is making because he has to stop and interact with the fans. You're not getting that full. You're getting a fuller experience in terms of interacting with him, but you're not getting the full experience as in him just creating something. Yeah. And then I mainly like the reason I have the opinion on Twitch is because of him, right? Yeah. And because like it's easier to be on Twitch, right? Oh yeah. As long as you get like the following then you're set. You just keep going and you're just like, hey guys, blah, blah, blah. You respond to them and then you constantly get paid and do your thing. Yeah. But with YouTube, you actually have to try. You have to upload it. You have to edit it. You have to go through all of those different things. You have to follow guidelines. You have to do a lot of different things. Yeah. And also have the following. Mm-hmm. Right? But I feel like YouTube is more like it's just a greater place for content yeah and um I feel like YouTube or like Twitch just 
is like a different place entirely. Yeah. So. But, yeah, I can I can agree with you. So like one of my main inspirations, like I've told you before, is Mr. Beast. Um, a video idea that I had um, for November is probably not going to end up happening because there's a lot of money that's in, there's a bit of money that's involved and. My family's current situation is uh, we need as much money as we can get, so I can't be giving away the money that I want. Um, but I'm talking with his editor, Bailey. Um, I mentioned this in a couple podcasts before, but Bailey Stanfield, um, he's got a podcast himself. He's the reason why I started the podcast, really. Yeah. Um, I listened to his podcast, and I was like, you know what? That seems interesting. Um, and then I listened to another one of his podcasts where he's like... Uh, I was talking to another podcaster, um, Taylor Gilday, I think is her name, and they were talking about uh, about a year or so ago about a huge influx in um, podcasts and podcasters from like other platforms like YouTube or whatever. Like, oh, the audience is here. We're gonna go over here. And then they were talking about you. You need to have a real purpose on being there, not just the following or the audience is there. Um, so I started thinking of things I could do. Um, what I would do with the podcast. So, my main reason, and this is kind of leading into another topic we kind of talked about before, um, it's uh, why, what you do with your content and why you do it. So, this podcast, and I said in my last one, um, it's something I do only for mainly for myself because I like, like, if I have an idea for YouTube, I'm gonna go back and like say I revisit it. So I can see what I thought then, and we go, oh, this is what happened. And then I can maybe build on that idea at a later point. Because um, I'm kind of forgetful, unlike you. I'm, I'd rather remember exactly what was said. So this is a nice way of me going back and saying, hey, this is what I said. And I, I do it for myself, not for anybody else. Like you with your, with your, your music. It's something that I think it's okay, it's cool if somebody else listens to it. But I I do it for myself because I feel like it's just it's kind of easier yeah. to do it for myself because like when I was doing TikTok and I do TikTok um, when I first started TikTok almost a year ago I did it for the fans because I had a goal in mind I wanted to go live I wanted to do something but getting there I was so obsessed with the numbers and not the following and the fans and the people that I had around me that. When I got there, I was like, ooh, I finally got there. And then I was so disappointed when I finally got to go live. And there were, each time I went live, there was less and less people actually watching. So the first time I went live, I had seven people. And I still have, to this day, yet to break that record. Um, and then I ended up stopping doing TikTok at um, 1,500 followers or fans. I started doing it more again, so I'm probably close to 1,510 now. But... Um, I'm not worried about the followers anymore. Um, it's not really because I reached a goal. It's because I'm not as worried about it. If people want to see my content, it's all right. Um, YouTube is probably something I do more for other people almost. I do it for myself because I want to do it, but I want other people to see me. Um, and I haven't created the content that I wanted to. And it's not just the giving away con money content or giving things away content. It's more of the... I want to be goofy content, and right now that seems to be where I'm, where TikTok is coming in. Yeah. 
So, like, I have a backup idea for videos. I can go on um, my iPad and put a bunch of um, TikTok videos of mine together and do a iMovie with it. So, it's... It's... This podcast is more of something that I I do for myself rather than for others. So... And I like I said, I know you do that with your with your rap too, so... Yeah. It's just... I don't really care if anyone enjoys it or listens, but it's mainly uh, mainly for myself. It's like because I enjoy it, and like uh, because it's like I'm gonna be saying it either way. Yeah. And then um, I'm gonna be uh, putting it on paper, but the kind. Of, it kind of gives me the outlet to put my voice into it as well. And then I can hear everything that I'm saying without having to read it. It's basically being told to me. Yeah. From like a different source, even though it's myself, right? Yeah. You're, you're kind of rehearing yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know if there's anything else you want to talk about. Anything you want to ask me? Because that's about it for my, my topics that I had, so... Uh, well, I mean, it's kind of like hard to like uh, like ask you topics because I don't already know what your um, your audience knows about you. Already. See, currently, as far as I know, I only have one person that's listening. Yeah. Um, he's like the guy I said bef- I mentioned before. He said it's very airy, yeah. which I want to apologize to the listeners because I've been doing the uh, most of these out of my car. And this episode, if it's airy, it's because of the actual wind instead of my AC. <laughs> and I was hoping that it wouldn't be so windy. It hasn't been that windy, but yeah. Um, it's on, this time it's only partially intentional. Yeah, it's only partially intentional, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it gets hot in my car, so I gotta have that AC running. Yeah. I've tried doing podcasts without it, but yeah. And I feel like, it, for me, it goes better doing something with somebody um, than doing it in a been doing it by myself because I feel like there's this when I stop talking and I'm thinking for a second there's just this long awkward pause yeah and I can, I can understand that yeah um it just feels and like Bailey said you should be to be more useful or more comfortable you should be um or be better a better podcaster you should be a little more comfortable in those pauses and I've got I've been getting a little bit better but yeah um I just feel like it's better for, for whenever I talk to somebody about stuff, like ideas, like I bounce ideas off of them. Yeah. So, like these kind of podcasts, I hope I'll be able to get somebody who can, I, maybe I can do a podcast full-time with yeah. in the future, but a lot of my plans are something that I f- hope to foresee, but <laughs> yeah. at the current moment, it's not happening. Yeah, so. I mean, everything kind of takes time, so eventually you'll get there and then the podcast will follow, Yeah. Yeah. Alright, well, I think that's about it. Um, I'll probably do a wrap-up in our next segment. So, um, Thank you for, uh, for being in this podcast. So, Thank you for having me. Alright. Alright, so I have to talk really close to my phone, but... Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that, podca- that podcast. Um, maybe Devin and I will do a podcast again in the future. Um, I don't know. If you guys are interested in checking out my YouTube channel, just uh, look up Austin Hardesty. Um, 
and if you're if you guys enjoyed this or even listened to the end uh let me know what you thought um maybe if you have ideas for topics hit me up um comment on my latest video my latest youtube video or check out my um my twitter at austin hardesty 2 or uh look me up on instagram at aust291 so yeah Thank you for listening and uh, see you later.